When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We just did. We're not going to forget. Where in Rima? 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Welcome to the jungle. Well, I don't want to get too specific, but uh, how'd you stay warm last night, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I kept loving thoughts in my heart, and that warmed warmed me entirely. That and Aren't four pairs sweet? of socks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Three blankets, All over four, the place. four pairs of socks. <laughs> a couple of cats, you know. Every appendage everywhere had a sock on it, or, or more than, more than oh, one hey. in some cases. Um, I yeah. did, man. Both oh. hands, both feet. I was covered right. last night. And yeah. uh, and then I, I, I did. I broke down and turned the heat on. Because what is it? It's 30 right now. And uh, right. now that the you know daylight is coming, it's going to be, this is the coldest part of the day. Right here at daylight. The coldest and darkest part of the day. So, yeah. So, a little so, chilly. So, a little frost so. on that pumpkin this morning on the roll down to the Circle K. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's Warren Rima, KTSA. And, uh, I, you know, I touched on this last hour a little bit. But um, I'm, I'm just curious what Nelson and Ron have against business in San Antonio, and particularly the restaurant and entertainment industry and why they want to kill it. Uh, but that's what they're doing. Know, they're killing it's it fairly obvious so, that's what they want to yeah. do. <laughs> right. So they had wow. Anita Carrion on last night heading the Cunicle Disease Division at the Metropolitan Health District. She was on the 613 show, so now they've got new guidelines for you if you're ready for the new guidelines. They're against dining indoors, so don't, in, don't dine indoors with other people. That's in restaurants, of course. So every restaurant in town that has indoor dining, you're dead. You know, they don't dine indoors. Uh, and she added that restaurants can help reduce transmission by converting to outdoor-only dining. Well, that's exactly what I want to do this morning. I want to sit outside the <laughs> restaurant and have my taco this morning in 30 degrees. And they're discouraging residents from sing- singing. <laughs> from oh, singing, I, oh, man. Yelling. In their own homes. <laughs> or exercising indoors. Uh, okay. What? Well, <laughs> well. I, hey, I'm just telling you. This is this is all about you know maximum control. And when when people get just a little bit of it, how many times we said it, they get just a little bit of control. You give them an inch, they're gonna take 47 miles, and that's what they're gonna do. And it's the destruction of business around here. And of course, that's what that's what socialists end up doing and that's what they're doing right now is destroying business around here uh but it, you know it, bottom line is it's based on no science whatsoever they're just doing this to do it it's not making sense no a lot of it is not making sense right no yelling inside your own home do they have a volume level we need to reach for i mean can they get a little more specific is it whisper they will, okay if you ask. You know, uh, mildly strong tones. Are those allowed uh, inside your own home? You can't gather with anybody inside your own home that doesn't live under your own under under the roof, right? They discourage that. Mm-hmm. The dining thing is curious to me, and I'm gonna. And this is probably probably why some people, when they connect the dots, have trouble 
feeling this stuff is valid, okay? Here in San Antonio, they're banning indoor dining, right? So you've you got to dine outdoors. That's It's a suggestion now, but at some point, right, it'll be a requirement. Of course. Only outdoor dining. In Los Angeles, they're they're banning outdoor dining because it's dangerous. So, <laughs> can you can somebody help me understand which is the preferred where to place to eat, indoor or outdoor? Because depending on where you live in this country, they're banning one and encur- and encouraging the other. You know, it it does it just doesn't make any sense. And you're right; they're destroying the businesses, uh, the restaurant business in this and in, in, in bar industry in this uh, in this town. They already have. And how many restaurants do we have? This is a restaurant town. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, they already have destroyed it. They already have yeah. because there's uh, so many of these businesses are just simply not going to come back. Um, and we're talking about big name businesses that have been in San Antonio for a very long time that follow all. They're, they're all heavy regulated by the by Metro Health, and they all sanitize like crazy, and they all wear their masks. <laughs> And they do everything that they have to do to make sure everybody is safe. And now they're saying, you know, well, what we found out is now COVID can travel nine feet. Well, I guarantee you give it a couple of weeks, it's going to be 12 feet. And then it's going to be 22 feet. And it's going to be 47 feet. And it's going to be 110 feet. And the next thing you're going to know is they're going to say, stay indoors. And that is what socialist communists do, is they lock you down. They totally control the lives of free citizens while destroying the economy. And it it just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever as to why you'd want to destroy a base of your economy called restaurants and bars and hotels and the entertainment industry that San Antonio depends on to keep going. It is just asinine and stupid. It's because they don't care about this GD city. They don't care about it. It's a means to an end. It's like... They're like the Borg that go into any other town that they want to flip or turn into San Francisco or Boulder or what have you. It's not about the town. Uh, you know, this stuff, they don't care if they run every business out of this place, obviously. This is about politics. This is about moving forward with the, uh, with the new uh, world order, if you will. And and uh, and making sure that they have, uh, and I'm talking about Nuremberg, not so much the judge, but Nuremberg and some of the city council members, they, they're burnishing their, you know, uh, socialist resumes, basically shining them up, because they think they're going to have a seat at the table of leadership at some point, and so that it's not it, it's not about the town. They don't care about the town. You, you wouldn't do these kinds of things on a routine basis. Sometimes even contradicting yourself with certain restrictions. If, if you cared about business or cared about the people of this town, and, and if you follow the, the, the choices that this city council and this mayor have made, I don't, see how, I don't know how anybody can make an argument that they give a crap about this town, because they don't. You know, I mean, uh, uh, in that world, business is evil, business is greedy, business is uncontrollable. Uh, you know, we need to replace it. Uh, replace it with uh, with state-owned businesses or state uh, state-provided services. You know, that's the the case. They 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 have an inherent hatred of business, and they don't even know why. It's just what they're taught. It's just what the the indoctrination uh, teaches them. That all private business is bad and must go away. Uh, and and that's what they're about. But it, you know, to say that they care about this city. When they willfully and wantonly destroy people's livelihoods with a stroke of a pen, yeah, yeah they don't care about the yeah. city. The city's a well, stepping I, stone. 
the the Biden guy for uh, COVID nineteen said yesterday that get ready because this Thursday we're going to have infection rates like you've never seen before millions and millions and millions of additional infections and then in next Thursday that's two weeks after Thanksgiving we're going to have death rates that the world has never seen before I don't know I you know th- that may be true sounds like a lot of hype uh, look the the number one motivator of people is what it's fear if you want to motivate somebody to do something you scare snot out of them and they'll turn around and do whatever it is you tell them to do don't kill me don't keep me safe don't let me die let me keep my kids and 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 this has been used time and time again by tyrannical regimes throughout history that have overthrown private uh capitalist societies and turned them into socialism by scaring snot out of people and saying this is what you have to do you have to accept this from the government the government knows best and the government's going to is here to take care of you and 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 this is just absolutely unbelievable now now we're going to change the rules into the game here. Uh, again, it's suggestion at this point, but you know the the, the line between suggestion and order is about that thin. It's about right. that thin, and they'll cross over that, and it'll be you know this is what we're going to do: more indoor dining in San Antonio, no more bars in San Antonio, no more this, that, the other, and it's just businesses are just taking it right against the noggin. And you know why this is especially bad in San Antonio and Barry County? It's kind of like the curfew the other night. Everybody just left Bear County and they went out to, you know, Bernie. Or... lines. That's all they did, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly people are right. stupid. You know, I mean, it's it's. Uh, it, well, some people are. You know, it, it's it's it, it's weird to watch. It's weird to watch this stuff unfold because you're right. You know, it, now we're at nine feet. You know, at some point the COVID will learn how to drive. You know, and can hop in your car and follow you down the street. It already has. And hop on, hop up, <laughs> hop up your nose. You know. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of oh, yeah. it's ridiculous, man. It's already ridiculous. Well, let me tell you I, what well, I, just, I, I can't ahead. believe more people don't question it because it depends on who's telling you this stuff. You know, for a lot of people, I'm sorry. If it's a Democrat telling them this stuff, they're, they'll go, oh, I'll put the mask on. I'll wear it 24 hours a day. You know, I guarantee if a conservative, if the roles were reversed and were conservatives saying, oh, you got to do, do this, do that, do this, they'd be you know, rioting in the streets over it. Such a bunch of crap. I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. No, no, no. I, 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 I want to say why they're doing this because this is really important. And then we'll take our break and, and come back on the other side and do some more of this. But um, uh, the UK announced yesterday that they're working on these vaccine stamps that will be embedded in the passport. And if you want to get on an airplane and fly around Europe and the UK, you're going to have to have the stamp inside. Not on the outside, but embedded inside of your passport. That's eventually going to be on your hand, by the way. In Australia, they've already announced. Qantas has already said you're going to have to have that if you want to fly on an Australian airliner. I'm telling you what they're doing. And they're do- San Antonio's not the only place. They just did a major lockdown out in Los Angeles, and that's Newsom announced last night that he's talked about taking that throughout the entire state of California. And as California goes, the rest of the country goes. They're getting you ready to have to prove that you don't have it to go into one of these businesses. you That's why they're doing this. Look, it's just too dangerous to go into these businesses, but if you can prove that you've been vaccinated, why why is this happening, Sean? Why are these requirements happening at the same time that the vaccine is coming out? It's to scare you enough or to force you into taking the vaccine, getting proof that you've had the vaccine, so you can go have a drink on the Riverwalk or have dinner at gyms or whatever. You're going to have to prove that you don't have it or that you've been vaccinated 
before you can go into these places. I promise you, just like I predicted the sign, the green sign, you know, we're COVID compliant here, and the next thing you knew, within two weeks, they had that green sign out. That's what they're working on here. And that's why it's time this way. As FDR said, nothing happens in politics that wasn't planned. There's no happenstance in politics. It's all planned. And this is a plan to scare you enough to say, okay, I'll get the vaccine so that I can go out to dinner with my family. I'm going to get it for my whole family so we can go to Alamo Cafe Friday night for a chicken fried steak. That's why. That's why they're doing it. Well, and it, you know, it's a, it's a nifty way of tracking people, you know, in a sense, you know, because uh, that's where that's the next step is when it's an actual chip of some kind, electronic device, uh, not merely just a, a card or, a, or a, a stamp on a passport. But once you actually have to have some sort of electronic device on you saying exactly when you were uh, vaccinated or what have you. Then you know. Then you've won the day. Then you can track anybody. You can track anybody's movements. So I, you know, it's it's it, again when this all started. I, I wasn't there with you just yet. You know, I was like, no, nah, I think it's just people being stupid. But the, the the more you watch this stuff intermingle with other aspects of life, like the election, you know, they are they're on the move and they're going for the whole farm. And, and a lot of people are just handing it right over to them with a, with a big stupid smile on their faces. And uh, and that's the weird part to me, how many people are willing to go along with this and just not question at all. Yeah, that's that right. That is disturbing. All right, quick break. When we come back on the other side, Sean will talk about his favorite president of all time. Coming up with... Terms by hand-washing with Safeguard. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Do things outdoors preferentially over indoors. That's going to be tough when you're dealing with states in the northeastern part, the central part of the country. I mean, you're not going to be doing many things outdoors in December in Minnesota. That's for sure. <laughs> These people don't know what uh, they want. Uh, they don't uh, have a clue they don't. what they want. Go outside. Stay inside. Go outside. Go stay inside. Go outside. Go back inside. Stay outside. Go back inside. And, and, yet, <laughs> and yet, here here in San Antonio, they have not proven their case for after 10 p.m., stay in your home after 10 p.m. because the COVID gets really nasty at 10.02. And the other thing they haven't proven their case for is that, you know, everybody who's eating inside of restaurants are getting it now. If you're inside of a restaurant, uh, that's where you're going to get the COVID. Well, but again, it d- depends on where you are in this country. Some yeah. people are saying, right. go outside and eat. Some people are saying, <laughs> like, don't go outside and eat. Fauci, right you know, there. What am I supposed don't to do? Sit on the roof? Am I supposed to sit on the roof at this point? Yes. And he eats, uh, you know, is that the only safe place in the bath, you know? Is- Isolate in the bathroom and eat your food, and then you can leave. Uh, that's still so. Hey, hey, your favorite president's back, I noticed. Oh, God. Oh, I can't stand him. Oh, Obama. You know, I, I'm going to say this. Okay, his new <laughs> memoir, which is, I think, his fourth or fifth, it's 700 pages long. Now, <laughs> I, I have a book out there that is damn near 800 pages long. But but that's collected poems over 20 years. He writes a 700-page book about himself about every six months. It's amazing. And also, he, he now has afforded himself the ability to rewrite his own quotes. <laughs> and that's, what, that's the big story we're seeing today, where he's, he's reading about the Deepwater Horizon and the reaction. He's like, reading the, reading the transcript now, a decade later, I'm struck by how calm and cogent I sound. Maybe I'm surprised because the transcript doesn't register what I remember feeling at the time. 
or come close to capturing what I really wanted to say before the assembled White House press corps. He's talking about his own words, okay, his own words. Shocked and surprised him because his own words didn't reflect uh, uh, that for decades, American voters for decades had brought bought into the idea now listen to this paragraph. Paragraph had bought into the into the into the idea that government was the problem and that business always knew better, and that elected leaders who made it their mission to get to gut environmental regulations, starve agency budgets, denigrate civil servants, and allow industrial polluters to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. He just described the Trump era. He basically rewrote his own quote so that it would apply to Trump, in a sense, and make him sound like he predicted Donald Trump was going to come around. He's so full of crap, Trey. I can't stand him. And then he goes on and on about, oh, Americans are, you know, we're obsessed with cheap gas and big cars, and that's our problem, and that's why we don't care about the environment. He is such a word I can't say on the radio. He just rewrote wow. his own. He rewrote his own quote to huh? make it sound like he predicted Donald Trump. It, yeah. It's amazing yeah, well, the, the hubris and the arrogance. Stalin and Marx and Lenin and the Castros down in Cuba and and the guy down in Venezuela. They would all Maduro. They would all be very proud, wouldn't they? Because that's exactly <laughs> Xi in China. That's exactly what communists do. They rewrite history to make it seem like they have all the answers. And uh, clearly, cl- you know, we've we've known he's a socialist, and and socialism, uh, socialism right. is nothing but communism with lipstick on. Okay, do do your own history and, and study, and and people will find out exactly what Obama really. Truly is all about. He never loved this country. He never will love this country. He has contempt in his heart for this country, and is contempt in his heart for the American people. You remember clinging to God and guns. You cling to God and guns. Oh, and now you're bitter. now you're right. clinging to your big cars and your cheap gas. The guy's an ass. That's what he is. He's an ass. <laughs> A total and complete he is an ass. ass. He is. Yeah. He so. is. He the president. The ex president is an ass. And there's a difference. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He, there's a okay. You look at a guy like Trump. Trump is uh, is his is a fairly self confident guy. Uh, he's uh, got a bit of an ego. The difference between a guy like Trump and a guy like Obama is Obama is he's he's arrogant. There's a difference. He's arrogant and self obsessed, and everything is about him. And he is the smartest guy in the room, and everything he says about himself. And he's the center of his own universe. And, and for a lot of people, he still is the center of their universe. I just cannot believe he's back in our world. Because you're right. He's the guy pulling the strings behind the behind Oh, the sure he is. Thing. He's a huge sure. player in everything that's going on. I think people don't even realize I, you know, how, how deeply he's involved in, in what's going on and how this really is a third term he made for it Barack happen. Obama. He did. He made it happen. He did. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and the I other difference between him, him and Trump. <laughs> right, no. The other difference between him and Trump is uh, this guy doesn't like you. He doesn't like Americans. He doesn't like this country. He doesn't like he Americans. I'm talking yeah. about Obama. That's right. He hates you and he hates this country. And Donald Trump actually loves you and loves this country. Quick break for the news. Back with more Warren Ryman. The question in the next segment is does the truth matter or not? Um, 
it's gonna get, we're gonna talk about genders coming up in the next uh, segment. So stick stick around. Uh, Bridgehead IT, a Bridgehead IT. These are your IT problem solvers for more than 20 years. They allow you to make money with your office technology. They can fix IT issues really, really fast. But here's the bottom line with IT. If you heard me talking with Jim in the last hour from Port San Antonio, we were talking about how quickly IT is changing the world. What was new yesterday is old today in the IT world, and you have to stay 47 steps ahead of it so that your business has the competitive advantage you need. IT is changing everything. Every single second of every day. Bridgehead IT can help your business with cost control. They can assess what you're spending on IT. They compare it with other businesses like yours. They evaluate it all and provide you a way to optimize your IT resources. Call them today or go online, bridgeheadit.com, and on the phone, 210-477. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. If these trends continue, we're going to have to take much more dramatic, arguably drastic action. Okay. Hey, coming up this half hour, we'll talk more about their, quote, suggestions in San Antonio. And it means that those of you who uh, have conversations around the dinner table, you won't be able to do that because San Antonio's world famous for it, and now they're telling you not to do it. And we'll uh, explain coming up here in a couple of minutes. Hey, I got a question for you. I got a question. Does the truth matter? Yes. Okay. Um, Just as an aside, I'm reading a book again for the hundredth time called Truth War, John MacArthur. Truth War by John MacArthur, in case anybody wants to get it themselves and read it. I highly recommend it. Um, The truth matters. And what we teach absolutely matters. Now, this is going to sound, I guess, misogynistic, but it's not. It has nothing to do, has nothing to do on my part with uh, the fact that Sarah Fuller is a female playing uh, football for Vanderbilt University. And, and I'm not viewing this through the being, being a misogynist or, or whatever. If she can get the job done, I welcome her to get the job done. Fact of the matter is, she played one play, she didn't get the job done. Her kickoff sucked. It was horrible. Um, if if any guy if any guy performed the way that she performed on that one play, then they would be looking to replace him. She kicked the football in the Vanderbilt game on Saturday about 30 yards approximately. It was a squib kick. For those who don't know football, that's generally on the ground instead of way up in the air and out the back of the end zone and reset the ball on a 25 and let's play. This is this was a uh, just kick that went down the field. It was it, it, by football standards, by football standards, and that's what we need to judge this by. It was a bad kick. Now, and it was going to be worse because it was about to go out of bounds, which is a penalty. But the the opposing team actually fell on it before it could be a penalty. So it was going to be even a worse kick than just a 30-yard squib kick. And I told you yesterday that all these women started coming out, and they all were saying, well, that was so awesome, man. It's just great, just the fact that she's a woman. And, and all these people said, wait, hold on, hold on. She needs to be judged by the standard of the game, not by her gender. Right, or get off the field. If you're not going to play, if you're not going to bring the same thing that a guy could bring, then get off the field. Sorry, we don't adjust this. And her helmet said, play like a girl and all that. The SEC, which is the sanctioning body, it's kind of like the college version of the NFL, if you will, Sean. Mm -hmm. The SEC named her 
player of the week yesterday. <laughs> oh, come on. Player of the week. Uh, saying saying she took the opening kick of the second half as her perfectly executed kick for a five-year-old. The perfectly executed kick sailed 30 yards. It didn't sail anywhere. It went up in the air and then landed on the ground, and then it skidded on the ground till the other team picked it up. The point is, if this were a guy that kicked like that, we'd be saying, get him off the field. But because it's a girl, they named her SEC Player of the Week. Now, who's in the SEC? Well, you got Trevor Lawrence, the finest quarterback to play college football in years, probably in decades. He played last week, had an unbelievable game. They had to bench him at after the, the, the half because he was so good. They said, you're wearing the other team out. Sit over here and rest for a little while. Um, you, you've got Alabama, who you can just close your eyes and pick a player on Alabama's team and say, player of the week. You don't even have to look and see how they perform. They all perform fantastically. You've got Georgia. I could go on and on and on with the teams and the talent in the SEC. It is patently unfair, and this is where the truth matters. It is patently unfair because you're playing politics, SEC, to name her player of the week. One play, it was a horrible play by football standards. You name her player of the week because you're playing tiddlywinks here. You're playing genderism. You are the misogynists over there in the SEC. And this was nothing but pure politics that you played by awarding her this when all these other guys busted their butts all week to be on that field and to play well and they outplayed her. Oh no, but because she's a woman, we're going to name her player of the week. That's crazy. Again, the truth doesn't matter. It's about being woke. All right, she. It was the most amazing kick ever, and she's a woman. <sighs> she, you know, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about we. It, it goes back to something you and I've been saying for for months now. Okay, it's really about the narrative rather than the truth. Okay, they they needed a different narrative for that crappy kick because she's a woman, uh, a female player on an all male team. They couldn't they couldn't have her kicking like a girl. <laughs> you know, I'll right. say it. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. she kicks like a girl, right? She's playing against dudes. It was a lousy kick. But if you're woke, you can't have that narrative out. You can't have that reality out there. You've got to alter it. You know, and I and I one of the things that I think we're becoming normalized too slowly, not you and I, but I think a lot of people are, is this kind of crap where y- you have something blatantly untrue in front of you. And yet you nod as if it's true because you don't want to seem not woke or, as you said, misogynist or a woman hater. Okay, it, it's, it, it's, it's forming a narrative as you go, in a sense, again, based on fear. People don't want to be determined to be, you know, any of the things I just listed. And so they'll sure. see whatever you need them to see. And what they're seeing is that was the most amazing kick. And, oh, my God, what an amazing woman. And it's all bull crap, you know. I mean, it really is. But no, well, the truth does not matter. Doesn't matter. And, and, and I'm not. I'm not anti-woman. I mean, I love women. <laughs> I really, really do. You're married to one. And so it, am I. You know. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yeah. And, and and if she could play to the standards of the here's my point. If she can play to the standards that the guys are playing to, fine. I don't have a problem with that. But she didn't. She failed miserably, and instead of saying, we're judging you by the standards of the game, they're doing exactly what they say they don't want people to do, and they're judging her by the standards of her gender. And there you go. You just take the truth, you rip it up, and you throw it in the trash can once again. Yeah, her her playing, you know, actually just playing well, 
okay, doesn't serve that narrative. It really doesn't. Because you know what? It's not the point. It's not her ability to play that's the point. Correct. It's the right. fact that she is a woman playing in an all-male team. Correct. That's right. You know, that's the only point to her even being there. I'm sorry, in my opinion. Right. When a woman tries to get into or is 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 encouraged to join a male an all male dominated sport, something as classically male, despite having leagues that are female leagues in that same sport, the point is just getting on the team and making that point. How well you pr- play doesn't matter. It's the same in reverse when you see these dudes who go competing in women's sports and they kick right. everybody's ass. Because right. uh, as much as people don't want to accept this, men and women physically are different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, <laughs> preacher. Because I love Thank that God fact. they are. I, I, love, I love that you are different wrong with from the women that I know in my life. That's absolutely right. And, 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 and here's the bottom line. I'll say to Sarah, and then we'll break. Um, a man or a woman has to know their limitations. And, Sarah, you met your limitations on Saturday. You are not the SEC Player of the Week, regardless of what label they hung on you. You didn't know. Uh, you're not the Player of the Week. Hey, I want to tell you who is outstanding in their field, and that is CarZeus, CarZeus.com. Now, there are other companies that tell you they want to buy your vehicle, but let me tell you something. The reason I really like Phil Candera and CarZeus is they're local, local, local. Now, that makes all the difference to me. That makes all the difference to you as well. They're San Antonio. And here at CarZeus, CarZeus.com, it's very simple. You go onto the website, CarZeus.com, upload a little bit of information. doesn't take long at all to upload that information. They hit you right back with an offer on your vehicle. If you like the offer, y'all meet, exchange check and keys, and get on down the road with what is next for you. It is that simple. It is that quick. And you're going to sell your vehicle quickly and simply for a great price. That's what CarZeus at CarZeus is all about. And being from San Antonio is the difference maker. Check them out today. Call them Dave Ramsey sent you. He didn't have to sign, and I say, why would he sign when you have these incredible hearings going on? All right, no singing in your own home, no yelling in your own home, which is going to be difficult for most of San Antonio if you uh, if you if you know the relationships in San Antonio. No yelling inside homes, no singing inside homes, no talking loudly inside of your home. Uh, these are just the quote suggestions that are now being made by San Antonio Metro Health. In L.A., they put in similar type quote suggestions and. People are sent now. The businesses out there, particularly restaurants, are saying, "No data, no data, no shutdown, no data, no lockdown." Um, here in San Antonio, you got somebody, the great owner and chef Johnny Hernandez from La Gloria. By the way, I think I personally finance that location at the airport. All the times I go in and have margarita and taco before getting on a plane. But uh, he says we're better off closing the restaurant, laying off the employees, than opening with only a patio. Well, I heard from Jimmy Haslocker this morning over at Jim's. Jimmy's like, you got to be kidding me. Where is the data and the proof that eating inside my restaurant is giving people COVID? That's, out, that's just outlandish and dumb. They sanitize. They follow all Metro Health guidelines. They do everything inside of all these restaurants. And all they're doing is trying to shut them down. And here's why. They want to force this vaccine and force you to prove that you've had the vaccine before you go in these places. As soon as you can prove that you've had the vaccine, they'll let you go back to your normal life. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I think that kind of plays into it. I mean, I, 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 I try to wrap my mind around what's the real game plan here because, I, you know, I, if, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like it, when the vaccine's available, I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, let's get the vaccine. 
But the idea that you have to then carry documents uh, or possibly some kind of ID or whatever to prove that you uh, have been vaccinated within a certain period of time to be able to go into a business, that's when it starts getting really, really creepy because I really think they're just purely anti-business and they like the idea of running business out of town to replace it with something from the government. These are people who want your life to revolve around the government. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how else you explain the anti-business sentiment here in San Antonio that's been here since Mayor Ron Nuremberg went into office. The guy's never been pro-business. None of them are. They hate it. They, they don't care how many people have lost their livelihoods in this town. They, they put this out late Wednesday, uh, as we said yesterday, the day before Thanksgiving, when all the schedules had already been made, all the events had already been planned, there's a big fight. Food and alcohol bought. Food and, and alcohol for. are purchased. You know, and just arbitrarily, like Jimmy says, with no data, because, again, depending on where you go in this country, it's either better to be outside or better to be inside. And they just arbitrarily throw out this curfew, which uh, kills the weekend business, the revenue that a lot of these places were looking forward to. And now you got you, you can only do outdoor dining? You know, I mean, it's, it, you, it, it's hard not to think they're trying to run these people out of business on purpose. But it feels that way. And if, and if you get to a place where you you can only allow people into your business that have been vaccinated or whatever, That's uh, where they're uh, down the road, you're going to find a way to be able to target businesses you don't like with that stuff. Already and are. I think ultimately that's the play. Businesses that don't support city council, businesses who, who complain or, or you know are not happy with the way things are going. You know, uh, down the line with the COVID stuff and the vaccine stuff, there's going to be different ways you target those businesses and make it harder for them to do business. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they certainly did that in the front at the front end of the front end of this thing. You know, I mean, uh, they've been Nuremberg's been horrible to the restaurant industry. They just want to make it as difficult as possible so you'll take the vaccine and prove it to be able to go eat your food back in a minute. When they get a little taste of power, man, they just go power hungry, and that's what they're doing. And with these new things, oh, no, this is it. Is the virus real? Yes. Do people get sick? Yes. I know two or three people that have it right now. One is not feeling all that great. Owens, you know, didn't even know really that they had it till they got tested and quarantined. But, yeah. You know, this whole thing about we're going to control what you do inside your own home and we're going to decimate business now is just absolutely beyond absurd. With with no data. With no data. With no no data. And that's that's what I'm saying. Often contradictory because, like I said, you know, in L.A. County, they're banning banning outdoor dining. Here in San Antonio, they want you to eat outside. So, you know, obviously (laughs) we're at cross purposes here. And you you look at a lot of this stuff, and we've been at this for 10 months. We've, We've got vaccines on the way. All right, vaccines on the way, which ultimately is Trump's victory. Okay, he pulled that off. Of course it is. Of course That's why they, they hate the vaccine. That's why I think they're, a lot of it's still dark, doom, and gloom, you know. But uh, it, at this stage, when we're on the precipice of releasing vaccines, why are we suddenly discovering that it can travel nine feet instead of six? Why are we suddenly discovering uh, that talking at a certain volume inside your own home kills people? Singing, singing, singing kills, kills people. people. You know, I mean, why are we now just discovering? Because we, we haven't heard anything about not singing for ten months, have we? We haven't heard anything about volume when you're talking at all for <laughs> well, ten months. I have been told my singing can kill people, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> 
I get the same thing. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> why is why are they just discovering all this stuff now when we know enough about it to form a vaccine? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. No. Mm-mm. Now, if they had the data and they were presenting the data, right, to show, okay, we got uh, 42,000 people ate, ate dinner out in San Antonio last month, and out of the 42,000, we have 22,000 that actually ended up with COVID-19, and we've traced it directly back to the fact that they were having dinner inside of a restaurant. If they were doing that, that's that's a discussion worth having. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm buying off on it immediately, but that's at least at least a discussion worth having. But right now, all they're doing is throwing more crap against the wall to see what stays on the wall. And to me, <laughs> am I wrong? Am no, I wrong? you're not wrong at all. That's, just, that's exactly what it is. Right. So what's going to stick to the wall is what they're going to go with, and this is just insanity right now. Um, do you do you need to, to mitigate? Well, possibly. Maybe you need to mitigate. Maybe you have diabetes, and it's not too smart to go out and get this stuff if you've, if you've got it. But all I see here, Sean, I'm sorry, man, all I see here are tyrants who are out of control at this point. It's not about, you know, public health at this point. This is about how much, when they're telling you not to sing in your own home, don't sing indoors. What well, is that? You know, that and, and again, that seems like a fair, if that's true, which I haven't, I've, I'm like you, I haven't heard any data suggesting that that's true or not true. All right. But if, if singing at a certain volume inside your own home can pass the COVID to somebody, you'd think we would have heard about that 10 months ago. But we didn't. You know why? Because they pulled it out of their butts. That's why. This is about control. It's well, about put control. It and it's put about... It back. Put it back. Be put gentle. it back. No, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's about control. Yeah, it is. And, they, and they, need, they need this thing to continue to suck for our lives. They really do. And uh, uh, for whatever reasons, uh, because they want to centralize things or they want to get people normalized to being told what to do. And when you say throw it up against the wall and see what sticks, I think that's what it is. How much can we get people to do? Well, um, again, keep in mind, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, and I, don't, I, I try not to make predictions to sound like I know it all, but I'm going to tell you, this is getting you ready to accept the vaccine card. If you want to come have dinner, you're going to have to show your card. Did you get the vaccine, honey? Okay, you can come in, you can't. You can come in, you can't. That's what it's getting you ready for. Whether you want to take the vaccine or not is up to you. And that's the whole point of this entire discussion. All of this should be up to you and not your government telling you what you can and cannot do. i tell you what else is going on, too. There's another story out today. Between 300,000 and 500,000 fewer births in the United States this year compared with a drop of 44,000 last year. This is devastating to the country. Since 1971, the birth rate in the country has been going down, 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 down. Well, COVID now and all these scare tactics they've been throwing out there has caused has caused birth rate to fall off a cliff. When you're talking about a half a, mu- a million fewer babies going to be born this year, direct relation to people not having them because of COVID. They're scared of having a child. They don't want to bring a child in this world. I can't say I blame you or whatever, but when you're talking about all that, this is going to have lasting impact on our country.
for well beyond the time that you and I are here, Sean, you and I are going to be gone. And the people of this country are going to be struggling because of fewer births. How and why? Well, number one, just take taxes as an example. To do all this stuff that the leftist socialists are going to do, they have to pay, they have to charge people. They have to pay for it. They pay for it primarily through taxes and debt. Well, the country is so far into debt now to international bankers, the Rothschilds and people like that. How in the world could they ever pay it back? So it's more taxation. Social Security. Who's funding Social Security for old people right now? It's not old people who paid into the system. Social Security, you're paying for old people right now. You're paying for the 70, 75, 80-year-old person right now. It's coming out of your check every month, and they're giving it to that person. And that person deserves it because they paid into the system. But if you're paying into Social Security, that's not money that goes into account that stays there for you. <laughs> you pay into Social right. Security today, it's, it's feeding people today. So if you have fewer people behind the baby boomers, the largest generation to ever come in terms of numbers to ever come to this country, how are fewer numbers going to take care of all the baby boomers? Same thing is true with health care. They're going to do government health care. How are you going to pay for that with fewer people? How are you going to pay for college education? And not to mention the stock market that will have fewer investors. That's what's going on. That's the reality of the world we're living in right now. Well, I, I agree. And, and again, it's, it's big play. It's the long game. You know, it's what they eventually want to achieve. And what they eventually want to achieve is complete government control. Uh, you know, you, you talked about Davos and the Great Reset uh, a mm -hmm. while ago. You know, increasingly I get it that that's really what the plan is. Okay, you, you want to redefine what personal property and personal finances are. And you want personal property and personal finances to emanate from the government. Uh, this is a, a system of, of, uh, of government, a style of government, where individual uh, achievement is bad where innovation is bad, where creativity is bad, because all of those things are, and religion is really bad, because all of those things take the focus off of a centralized government telling you everything to do, how to live your life in every, every regard. And I really believe that's what they eventually want to achieve. That's certainly what a guy like Obama wants to achieve. So what's, he's been dreaming about that his entire stinking life. He's taking over the whole damn country. You know, it sounds ridiculous, but it's really true. It really, really is. He has a contempt, and and a lot of his colleagues have a contempt for what this country is, and they don't like it, and they want to get rid of it uh, because it leaves the individual with just way too many pesky and annoying rights. Uh, so you know, I, I again, I, I think uh, uh, the big, the long game with all, a lot of these restrictions. It's just normalizing people to the idea of being told what to do mm. and doing well, it and not and you know, offering any question. Or giving criticism. in and doing it is exactly yeah. what's happening here, and that's that's the trouble. While Meanwhile, they don't have to because uh, they Obviously pass rules not. on us and carry on with their lives. <laughs> All right, quick break here. Back with more Wire Rima on the other side. I want to tell you about safe showers. It's safe showers. You're going to be safe. Now, you know, we talk about all this and everything that's going on in the world, and a lot of people have started to say, and I'm one of them, not going to go to assisted living, you know, when the time comes down the road, not going to go to nursing when the time comes down the road. Going to stay right here. 
Bottom line, stay right here. And if you have a loved one that's in one of those facilities and you're thinking, no, I'd rather have them right here with me. Uh, You know, safe showers is a great way to do that. With a safe shower, you'll know that your loved one, whatever mobility they have or don't have, they're going to be safe in the safe shower. Grab bars to get in and out. Non-slip floor, slip-resistant floor. Great space to be able to move around in a place you can sit in. All this stuff is available with a safe shower. And the fact that Chris and Joan are right here with a San Antonio company, I like that a lot. Safe showers can get you a safe shower in two days or less. Bye is the old tiny little shower. Bye is that old garden tub that you don't get in anymore. And you've got a beautiful brand new safe shower, which is 100% the way to go. That's Safe Showers 210-655. While supplies last. Staples. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Closing schools due to coronavirus uh, is probably the biggest public health blunder in, in modern American history. You, you one of them guys, I bet that the minute you step outside the store, you rip that mask off your face, don't you? You don't wear it all the way in the car, do you? Mm-mm. No, I do not. I know you. No, I mean, I, 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 when I go in, I put the ma- before I go in, I put the mask on. Okay, I go to mm. three, four places a day, the same three, four, three or four places every stinking day. Okay. And I put the mask on when I go in, and as soon as I come out, I take the mask off. I also don't spend a right. lot of time inside places where I got to wear a mask because the mask. It, I breathe funny, you know. I'm a smoker. It, it's 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 weird. I, I sometimes even get, you know, claustrophobic feelings about it. It's just it's very uncomfortable. So I go in with the mask on. I get what I need, and I get the hell out. And as soon as I'm out the door, I take the mask off. And I was telling you earlier that. At least once or twice a week, when I come out of a place and take the mask off, I get a dirty look from somebody what? who is crossing the street with a mask on. What? I call them the true believers. The true believers who wear their masks wherever they go, in their cars, when they're walking down the street, there's no one around them, you know, and uh, I, I'm, I'm being serious, you know, but I've gotten a couple of reactions from people when they see me take that mask off. Yesterday, when I came out of the HEB, I had to buy my mom some groceries, and I came out, and I took that stinking mask off as soon as I came out, and this one woman who had a mask on actually walked around me, you know, like 20 <laughs> feet, you know, and I, I felt like just looking at her and coughing, you know, I mean, it's just, you know. Oh, don't do that. No, no but do I mean, the, the point being yeah. that there's there's no way I'm going to give her anything or she's going to give me anything. We're too far apart. And that the chick has to do a, a wide semicircle around me to get into the damn store. Well, plus. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but said... you, you, you people out there who are wearing these masks all the time are fools. It, 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 there is no argument of any kind for you having to wear your mask in your own car when you're alone outside and no one's around you. Half the crap we hear right now is you should eat out of doors because it's safer, right? I, I just can't stand it. I, I can't, you know? And uh, So what, uh, they, what they've always said is they have to be w- within proximity of somebody for 15 minutes or more, right. like having a conversation. <laughs> face. That's what they've all face. said. Yeah. So you know passing somebody that's that's why 
they they claimed you could we could lock you down on Thanksgiving and lock you down on Thanksgiving night, but let you go to the store the very next day for Black Friday or whatever we're calling it now since you can't say Black Friday anymore. Oh, right, right. right. Uh, the stupidity of that whole mess. But anyway, for the very next day, go to the store and shop your hearts to your heart content. But you can't get together with family in your own house on Thanksgiving because you're not together with people, you know, any length of time. You got to be, you got to be with them for 15 minutes or longer. You got to be in proximity to them and all this other stuff that they all say. I know exactly what you're talking about because I get it too. Because I'm like you and I'm not a smoker, but I take the thing off the first minute of freedom and it does feel like freedom. I walk outside the store and I'm like, ah! I'm free, baby. I'm free. And I can walk to the car, and I I can actually breathe. But I actually forget sometimes, especially when I'm on the motorcycle, I just pull up, and I just walk in this place, and I don't right. have it on. Right. And I, I, a couple of times, I walked into a restaurant that I frequent uh, not that long ago. It was just me and Cap Sadie, and I walked in. It's a lunch for two, and I, looked, and, and I was the only one in the joint. Nobody else was there yet. I go When I go to eat, nobody else in the whole place alone and i see this lady running dead run toward the podium yeah. she's hauling ass to the podium and i looked over and she goes sir where's your mask where's your mask where's your... <laughs> well I, I get it they get fined right ron right. is there you know and go, we have the compliance card you must you know. so i get it while she's freaking out but i've actually been into a place i went into a place one time i made it halfway into the back of the store a woman looks up at me i said hi ma'am how you doing she said, where's your mask? I said, oops, I'm sorry, I forgot it. She said, no, no, I get one for you. I got one in the front. We're walking the front. I hear her little walkie-talkie on her hip go off and go, do you have him in your possession? Do you have him in your possession? She goes, yeah, Citizen I got arrest. him. I'm taking him up front to get a mask. And I'm like, what is this? What is going on here? So, I went off on this on my show yesterday. It's like I refuse to, I refuse to allow this to become normal in my mind. I refuse to allow this to become normal. Of it course. Is not normal. Absolutely. To walk around throughout your life behind <laughs> yeah, a surgical mask. You know, I understand. I, I know people who, who prior to this would wear. My, my mother-in-law has wore a mask when she's out and about, but she has really, really sensitive allergies. So it's just something right. she does. That's her peculiar case. That's okay. Her specific If case. you want to do that, you, you should this, do this that. This idea of all of us just walking around with these ridiculous masks on. It's right. just, I, I refuse to allow that to go normal in my head. I just won't do well, it. Well, let's take a break, and we'll do some more of this on, on the other side, because that's the beauty of America, is you can do it if you want to. And if you want to, you don't want to. So right. let, let's talk about that some more. Uh, Genesis Behavioral Health is here for you. It's Dr. Williams and his awesome team at Genesis. Genesis Behavioral I've, I've known about them now for about 35, 37 years over at Genesis Behavioral Health, doing fantastic things to help people, everyday life, and what's going on. Well, right now, I want you to know about their ultimate treatment for depression. So many times people deal with depression. And they deal with it on a yearly or actually can be decades-wide basis, and they just can't get any relief. And they just kind of feel like, well, this is it. This is just going to be my life forever. I'm going to go through this for the rest of my life. Well, you don't have to because at Genesis Behavioral Health, they have something that's FDA-approved, been approved by the FDA for over a decade, but hardly anybody knows about it. They all know about the drugs you can take and the SSRIs and all that, you know, talk therapy and all that. But nobody's really been talking about transcranial magnetic stimulation, TMS, if you prefer. They've got it for you. It's non-invasive. It's relatively short. It's an outpatient treatment, and insurance covers it, too. Get the relief from the depression or for your loved one. Call our friends at Genesis Behavioral Health, 210-404-90. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I represent everybody. 
But this was a scam, and we have to get down to the bottom of it. Abner James A.J. Dunn of Floresville passed away November 23rd, age 98. He was born October 23rd, 1922 in Corpus, joined the Navy in 1940, was assigned to a big ship here, Oglala, a mine layer, anchored at Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941. Seaman First Class A.J. Dunn returning from leave after doing Christmas shopping in Honolulu. At 7.55 a.m., December 7th, 1941, we know exactly what happened. Uh, well, uh, Mr. James, or Mr. Dunn of Floresville, is going to be buried today um, in a ceremony uh, here. So uh, we're losing so many of those great Americans who went through that period of time and sacrificed so much. Mexico is in bad shape with COVID-19. The World Health Organization is warning today. So it makes all the sense in the world that just about the time that they're hitting the worst part of the fourth highest coronavirus death tally worldwide is in Mexico. Joe Biden wants to come into office, tear down the wall, open the borders, and offer free health care to everybody who wants to come here legally or illegally. Brilliant, Mr. Biden. That's building back better, isn't it? Well, it's the great disconnect. You know, uh, why did Donald Trump get a lot of Hispanics? He got a lot of Hispanics because they're big time on border control. They hate illegal immigration. Uh, So they went over to Trump. They went over to the guy that was being tough on the border. Most Americans, when you talk to them, want border security and are anti-illegal immigration. Joe Biden doesn't care. (laughs) Joe Biden doesn't care what you think. He wants votes. About your pesky border. All right, he wants voting blocks, and he needs them. Obama needs them. They all need them. So let them come on in. You know, I mean, uh, uh, it, it, it's like the climate change thing that they can't shut up about. Most Americans don't give a crap about climate change and even question uh, if the science behind uh, the man-generated idea of climate change is even real. I'm one of those people. But if you, if you look at that as an issue... Going into any major election cycle, Americans don't care. It doesn't even show in the top ten concerns for most Americans, and yet they can't shut up about it. It's the number one threat to our national security. And that's what I'm saying. they got four years of that, four to eight years of this now, or maybe longer, depending on how they, what they're able to do over the next four to eight years. But they, they don't give a crap what you think about anything. They don't give a crap what I think about anything. It just doesn't make any real sense. Crap! What uh, Americans in in large measure are concerned about, it's what no. they tell us we should be concerned about. It just doesn't you make know? any sense if you're having a huge outbreak in Mexico to go ahead and you open the borders, yeah. tear down the wall, and say <laughs> you know you get free health care too. Now, before the break, we were talking about masks, and we we said we were going to continue on that for a minute. And and the big thing is, you know, when you leave a store, do you rip it right off, or do you leave it on and get your car and drive off? And sometimes when you rip it right off, the minute you come out of the store, it feels so good to do that. But people look at you like you're killing people, man. What you taking that thing off? Of? You know, you're not. You know, it's all that. Los Angeles County Health Officer Muntu Davis, Doctor Muntu. Davis said yesterday that anybody not wearing a mask when they're out in public should be arrested. It's an act of domestic terrorism. It's an act of domestic terrorism and should be treated like one if you take your mask off while you're outside. So that's in Los Angeles County. Now, 
uh, we all know that uh, Garcetti came out with some very serious lockdowns over the past couple of days in, in Los Angeles, and Newsom is out this morning saying he's considering taking those completely statewide where they go into complete lockdown. Up in Maryland, they got a governor up there by the name of Larry Hogan, and he has put into effect what's called compliance units. Now, when I read compliance units, that took me back to Bunshirts, it took me back to Gestapo, took me back to the infamous uh, swastika on the shoulder. We're here to make sure you are complying with the orders from De Fiera. And so what he's done up there is he's got state troopers in compliance units. And if you're not complying with his rules for COVID-19, you get a $5,000 fine and possibly one year in jail. Or both. And then they're going also not only to individuals who may not be complying. These compliance units are going to businesses, too. And if they see that the business is not in compliance, they will immediately shut the business down with a closure order. And the business cannot continue to operate. This is in Maryland. Hey, your hometown. Your, well, not your hometown, but, you know, where you grew up anyway. That's where I grew up. And it's a very liberal state. It always has been. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I traveled thousands of miles to get away from it. You know, I mean, the only thing I miss about Maryland is October and blue crabs. Beyond that, you can have the rest of it. Larry Hogan's a weirdo. I read about that a few days ago, uh, going into the Thanksgiving Day holiday. Yeah, he's got state troopers and other bureaucrats in these these vans that are rolling through the more populated neighborhoods uh, in Maryland, including Baltimore. It's like, hey, you know, keep your windows up or you'll get shot. While you're trying, <laughs> while you're trying to, you know, write people tickets for not wearing a mask where they should, or singing, or whatever, you know, and and, and you you grew up in a place like Maryland and 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 D.C. Again, a, another extraordinarily liberal place, and you, it, it's kind of like going from country to country. You really don't realize just how bad it is until you live someplace that's not that. And for me, that was Colorado before the liberal takeover of Colorado. And I realized just how filthy, just how you know, freaking expensive it was as far as taxes uh, and regulation in Maryland. Uh, uh, people, when I went to, when I moved to Texas, a lot of my uh, friends that I grew up with who are extremely liberal thought I'd become a Nazi. Why are you going to Texas? What do you hate black people? You know, I mean, that's really what it was like. You know, and and uh, so no, I don't miss it. I don't miss uh, living there at all. But people are very passive when it comes to liberal politics in, in, in Maryland. They'll do whatever they're told. If they, and Harold Hogan's not even a Democrat. No, I think he's, he's a, a Republican. Republican. He is. You know, but he might as well. He, he's a Maryland Republican, which means he might as well be a liberal Democrat because that's how he operates. And uh, uh, people are very compliant with stuff like that, depending on who's telling him to, to do it. You know, so uh, it, it's weird, man. Uh, compliance units, you know. Yeah, Did you ever if think they were you'd compliant, hear such a thing? He wouldn't need to put Nazis on the streets if he if if they were compliant. You know, if people were compliant. So apparently, he feels like he's got to do this show of force with billy clubs and guns and and whatever else to go out on the streets and make sure people. <laughs> They're all trying to out restrict each other. I, Newsom, yeah, Garcetti, it's all like a competition. Out restrict you. I've got tougher restrictions than you. I mean, that's really what it is. <laughs> I guess. You know what I mean, you know, I mean, because uh, it, it gets more and more bizarre. And and that's where, you know, again, there there's not a lot of data or evidence backing a lot of this stuff up. Yeah. And I, I, I do I have a reaction when I see people, and I know I'd say this all the time, I have a reaction when I see people out of doors in situations where they certainly don't have to wear a mask and yet wearing a mask they are. Or I in their car. Because, or, yeah, because in my mind it's like you just laid down and gave up. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're, you're wearing it where you obviously don't have to, and yet you're still wearing it. You know, it's madness. Unless, unless your car is going to give it to you while you're driving by yourself. Well, that, Maybe that'll the be cars. The Maybe that's what's learn how to drive. That's you know. I guess. now it's nine feet. Yeah. What what if, what if uh, COVID could actually you know start operating your car and, and chase after you? you know, <laughs> oh, don't say that because somebody's going to buy buy off on that. All right, back in a bit more wear and ride. But coming up, I'm going to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited and FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. This is where you learn how to invest in real estate, the rights and the wrongs of investing in real estate, so you make money investing in real estate. Bottom line is, almost anybody can invest in real estate if you got a few bucks that you can put together, then you can lay it down on a house or something like that, make a down payment and start uh, renting it out or whatever. But bottom line to that is you're not going to be making money. Yeah, You really want to make money from day one when you start investing in real estate. And that's what Lifestyles Unlimited, FinancialFreedomLivestream.com is going to teach you what to do. The Financial Freedom Membership is usually $740 a year, but for a limited time, you get two years for only $297 when you use the promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Learn about real estate investing, save hundreds of dollars at the same time, diversify your portfolio, and make money in real estate. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. 